What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm gonna to be going through the first five rounds of fantasy football ADP and talking about the player that I think is gonna be the biggest bust in every round. So basically like what player would I least like at their current price going through round one through round five. You know, I feel like your first five rounds, you wanna be hitting on those picks. So I think it's important to kind of point out the players that I just do not think are great values at their current price. So let's just jump right into round one. And honestly, round one was probably the toughest round to choose a bus from, just because I kind of feel like a lot of the ADPs for these first round players are pretty accurate. So, you know, I don't really think this is a necessarily a bad pick, but I ended up going with Austin Eckler here. And he's just the player that I'd be most worried about with his current price, because he's being selected as the RB4, like a mid first round pick. And I'm just a little bit concerned that Eckler may have capped his fantasy potential last season. In the 2021 season, we saw Eckler average the highest number of carries per game, you know, for any season of his career. He also easily saw the most red zone opportunities compared to any other season. And then also he scored 20 total touchdowns, rushed for 12, and then was just still dominant in the receiving game. So basically every single year he played in, he was obviously a stud wide receiver, but early on with the Chargers, he had Melvin Gordon there. They were like a 1A, 1B type situation. And even uh, heading back to the 2022 season, even though he did perform very well, he still wasn't getting you know a ton of the goal line carries. I believe he only had one goal line carry through uh, 10 games. So he really just took on the full role last season. And I'm just not sure if that is going to carry over here into 2022. Prior to the 2021 season, the most rushing touchdowns Eckler had in a single year was three. I mentioned how that number jumped all the way up to 12 in 2021. The Chargers went out, they drafted Isaiah Spiller. I think he can operate as a goal line back. And so I just think it's probably advantageous for the Chargers to give Eckler a little bit of a break instead of giving him that massive workload, especially when he doesn't have that prototypical goal line size. Don't get me wrong here. I still do like Eckler for fantasy, and I think he should be a locked in top 10 running back. I think he's my RB6, RB7, RB8 in that range. But I just think, you know, of these first round running backs, he probably has the highest risk for losing a portion of his workload. Whereas the other kind of like early first round running backs, I feel like they're clear workhorses. At the back end, you know, you have Joe Mixon, who I think really he only has a workload to gain in terms of the receiving volume. So in this, you know, like mid first round selection, I would rather snag a guy like Najee or Dalvin Cook, just because I feel like those players have more locked-in workhorse roles, whereas Eckler could uh, actually regress, you know, in terms of his volume this season, especially on the ground and in the red zone, if he's not getting those touchdowns. But even if he does lose that, he's still going to be very involved in the receiving game. He'll still get some early down work, and he'll still be an RB1. It's just, do you want to spend, you know, a mid-first-round pick on a guy who may lose that workload? Just something to think about. Here in round two, my biggest bust is going to be C.D. Lamb, and his draft price just keeps on rising. Right now, he is being selected as the wide receiver six, and that is an early second round pick on underdog. I just cannot reasonably project C.D. Lamb to jump from the wide receiver 21 in points per game, which he finished at last year, all the way up to wide receiver six. I feel like that is way too high of a jump for a player who has just not proven to have that elite upside. This is an offense that loves to use a variety of pass catchers. On a game-to-game -game basis, you're going to see three different wide receivers involved. You have Dalton Schultz there, who really broke out. I think he's going to continue to be heavily involved. And then both their running backs, Zeke and Tony Pollard, 
can catch out of the backfield. So there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen in that Cowboys offense. And this isn't like a situation where like Amari Cooper was balling out as like a fantasy wide receiver one, you know, the number one option. And CeeDee Lamb is now stepping into that role. You know, actually Amari Cooper was less productive than CeeDee Lamb in fantasy last year. Lamb averaged 14.6 points per game. Amari Cooper averaged 13.5. So I do think with Amari Cooper gone, Lamb is going to see a bump. I believe I have him as like my wide receiver 11, wide receiver 12. So I think he's in contention to be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver. But to jump him up all the way to wide receiver 6, I mean, you have to feel really confident that he is just going to absolutely ball out. So I'm cool bumping him up, but I'm not cool drafting him as a mid-tier wide receiver 1. Like early second round, you are passing on legit workhorse running backs. You're passing on, you know, proven wide receivers who have been locked in wide receiver ones for years. Even a guy like Debo Samuel, he is going ahead of Debo Samuel. That just does not make sense to me. So I will definitely be passing on CD Lamb. Not that I think he's going to have a bad year. I feel like he could have a very good year. And in my mind, a good year would be like wide receiver 11, wide receiver 10 finish. But even that good year would be considered a decent disappointment if you're drafting him here as the wide receiver six. I just feel like you're, you're picking him basically at his ceiling, which is never a good thing to do in fantasy. Moving on to round three, I have another wide receiver here, and it is going to be A.J. Brown. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 10 in early third round pick. And overall, looking at this Eagles offense, I'm feeling good about their quarterback position and their running back position for fantasy. I like Jalen Hurts, and I like Miles Sanders at cost. I do not like the wide receivers or tight ends. So we're looking at A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Not a big fan of those players heading into this fantasy season. We're coming off of the 2021 year where we saw A.J. Brown struggle on a low-volume passing attack. He was the wide receiver 28. He was supposed to be a wide receiver 1, only averaged 13.9 points per game. So now he's going into another low-volume passing attack Pretty similar situation, but now he actually has more target competition. Remember, I mean, he was competing with no one last year. We thought it was going to be Julio. Julio did nothing. A.J. Brown was the guy and still struggled. And there's also going to be a quarterback who is vulturing goal line opportunities. Jalen Hurts is a threat in the red zone. He's going to take away some of those opportunities. So this is not like a, I don't think A.J. Brown is talented enough. I just don't think this is a great situation for him to succeed. And picking him at wide receiver 10 I think is a pretty solid risk. So just looking at some wide receivers who are going after him, like I would much rather have a Keenan Allen, a T. Higgins, or a Deontay Johnson. So I will definitely be fading A.J. Brown at a round three price. And I don't even think he's going to crack my top 12 wide receivers. He totally is talented enough to do so, but I just don't think this situation is going to help him out here. Now round four, this is where I have a quarterback, and it is going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's being drafted as the quarterback two in early fourth round pick. And honestly, I just do not understand why Patrick Mahomes is being picked here. It really just like, I can't even think of a solid argument here. It makes no sense to me on every level. The first level would be, it's not like you're picking him here because he has some sort of elite ceiling. He's not like a Lamar Jackson who can average, you know, 27 plus points per game. He doesn't have that elite rushing ceiling. He's not even the best like non-rushing quarterback option. When you're looking at players in his archetype, who can get you like 300 to 400 rushing yards, you know, like mobile quarterbacks, but not your Jalen Hurts and your Lamar Jacksons. Why is he going uh, before Justin Herbert? Herbert averaged 22.4 points per game last year. Mahomes averaged 21.3.
Herbert basically returned the same offense here in 2022. Mahomes went out, lost his number one target. So I don't understand that. Herbert should be going in front of him. And then in this range, like you could lock down a solid wide receiver too. You could lock down a solid, you know, running back, a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, Brees Hall. Those players are going in this range. At tight end, you could have a guy like George Kittle or Darren Waller available. Probably more likely Darren Waller. But, you know, maybe a guy switches up, goes Waller ahead of Kittle, whatever. There are solid options at every position. And then if you're just looking at, like, the positional value here, you're drafting Mahomes in the fourth round. Last year, we saw Tom Brady finish ahead of Mahomes in points per game. Brady returns with an elite offense with the Buccaneers. And Tom Brady is being picked three rounds after. I'm not even someone who loves Tom Brady's value because I'd rather wait even later. You have a guy like Matthew Stafford who finished within two points per game of Mahomes last year. In his first year with a new system, he's going back, should see some improvement there, has a really solid receiving core once again, and Matthew Stafford is being picked four to five rounds after Mahomes, so I don't like Mahomes here. He's not my quarterback too. Also, just looking at this early fourth round ADP in terms of overall rankings, I still just don't like it. You know, So positionally, I don't like it. Overall, not a fan, so I'll definitely be fading Patrick Mahomes here because he could once again have a solid season be like the QB4, QB5, but I don't really think he has the safety or the upside to, you know, warrant him being drafted this high. And now moving into the last round for this video, round five, I feel like this one could have gone to a few different players. I ended up going with Antonio Gibson, and I am so far out on Antonio Gibson this year. He is going in the late fifth round, being drafted as the RB22. Last season, Gibson finished as the RB19 in points per game, he did that while in a committee with J.D. McKissick. We saw McKissick take a lot of the third down work and then the two-minute drill opportunities. Now Gibson is heading back into a similar committee. You have McKissick back, but now you also throw in Brian Robinson, who Washington selected in the third round of the NFL draft. Ron Rivera has already come out and said that this will be a committee. When coaches tell you it's going to be a committee, you should believe them. I definitely believe Ron Rivera here. They've really shown nothing that, you know, they want Antonio Gibson to be the guy. Everyone was hyped for Antonio Gibson to be the workhorse. Basically, the last two seasons, it has not happened. They've gone out of their way to take away opportunities from him, bring in competition. So it is just not going to happen here for Antonio Gibson. This is a bad offense. He's going to be now competing for early down opportunities and the goal line work. Originally, he could be a back-end RB2, you know, getting the first and second down opportunities and then the red zone looks. Now he'll be competing for those. He'll have very limited receiving opportunities. So there is just no shot I'm going to be taking him here. And I honestly feel like his fantasy ceiling is very, very close to this current ADP. When in reality, if he doesn't score touchdowns, you could be looking at like an RB4 finish, you know, if he just gets unlucky in certain areas. So why I'm so far out on Antonio Gibson, will not be touching him anywhere close to the fifth round. So those are the five biggest busts in the first five rounds of the NFL draft. Just to run through it, round one, Austin Eckler, round two, C.D. Lamb, round three, A.J. Brown, round four, Patrick Mahomes, and then round five, Antonio Gibson. If you guys enjoyed this video, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you guys in the next one.